Hello and welcome to Wine Blast. I'm Susie Barry and I'm here with my husband and fellow master of wine, Peter Richards, who is looking generous. <laughs> And really quite excited. <laughs> you said, um, I look many things in my life, but I'm not sure that generous has ever been one of them, actually. Maybe that's something I need to work something on. Something new. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am very excited. <laughs> it's really exciting because we're doing something totally new in we this are. episode. We are. Um, it's a wine blast first, and it's a wine giveaway. We've got free wine. Free wine! And, and it's not just free wine. It's medal-winning wine. It is indeed. And to be more specific, these are winning wines from the WineGB Awards, which mm. I chaired back in July. And it's what we're talking about today, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're great wines from Great Britain. Nice phrase. You've stolen and, uh, that, though, haven't you? That's <laughs> not yours. Have, I might have cheated it's there. It's not yours. It is somebody else's. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Peter Clavin. Hey-ho. <laughs> uh, and we're giving away two cases of six wines. Uh, they're a mixture of sparkling and still, and they'll include at least one trophy winner Ooh, best of the best yeah, in each yeah. so we're looking for two lucky UK based winners mm. well, I mean, we? and trophy winners there's some absolutely there's some amazing wines, yeah, yeah. I want to win that case but <laughs> well, I'm not allowed well you, obviously. Are, you are actually the terms and conditions forbid that I Sorry. think they probably do don't enter so the question is are you wine punks feeling lucky um, we'll give you the details of how to enter later on in the podcast, but we should at this stage say thank you very much to Wine GB and to the wine producers for providing these lovely freebies. Yeah, yeah. And mm. you uh, you shouldn't have to wait long for those details because this is another of our Wine Blast shorts. Shortishes. Shortishes. Can we, we call them briefs? Briefs? That just, it would just make me happy. Shorts <laughs> is as far as I am letting you go. Stop talking about briefs. Yeah, it's not anyway, a good note to start this, uh, this episode is all about the exciting announcements of the, the trophy winners, uh, mm. the best of the best mm. in the YNGB Awards 2020. Yeah, yeah. So this is the concluding part, if you like, of, the, of our previous episode, uh, a few episodes back, which is Judging Britain's Best Wine Part 1, uh, when at that stage the initial medal winners had been announced, but not the trophies. Uh, but you don't need to listen to that episode in order to understand this one. This is not the sequel. It's just a sort of related yeah. episode. Yeah. We felt it deserved to. Yeah. Uh, and what we're going to do in this episode, essentially, is to use the trophies as a way of exploring who and, and what is most exciting in UK wine. Uh, as I've said before, it's an absolutely fascinating mm. wine scene right yeah, now it really uh it's it's developing so fast mm. as we know yeah. and uh, and we actually spend a lot of time writing and talking about it don't yeah, we yeah we do and tasting to be fair um but just to recap on what the competition is uh the wine gb awards you know sees hundreds of english and welsh wines doesn't it entered and, and this year you were judging with fellow wine writer oz clark mm -hmm. and rebecca palmer uh, who's a buyer for corny and barrow and an expert cartwheeler i see <laughs> I think I think our listeners might need to see the photos to understand that. Yeah, there's that. definite photo but, uh, evidence. But, yeah. but there's photo yeah. evidence of you cartwheeling, I think. As uh, there well. was, there was. I think I think that that did, that missed but the photos. I think thank Rebecca, the Lord. Rebecca was the one who. Yeah, you know, she she's an expert. She was an ex ballerina. Mm. I mean, mm. heavens above. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Men, so we we made a merry band, the mm. three of us, yeah. uh, and it was it was the most amazing week of judging. Mm. Um, so yeah, as you said, the medal winner, medal winners, winners were revealed. <laughs> winners, the medal winners were revealed back in August, but at that stage, the mm. trophies hadn't been announced. So there were a few things I couldn't mention without letting the cat out of the bag. Mm. Um, and that's what we're going to do now. Yeah, we'll get okay. into that. The, these, so these were the wines that brought a tear to my eye, as mm. I mentioned yeah. in the previous episode. There are quite a few things that bring a tear to your eye. To there honest, are, but, but, but uh, 
not yeah. normally wine. No, I, well, I could mention, mention a few, but lovely. But I'm not <laughs> sure you'd forgive me. Don't. <laughs> anyway, okay. To set the scene, uh, normally trophy winners at the Wine GB Awards are announced, you know, to much fanfare at a grand ceremony in Vintners Hall in London, in a big room with lots of people and chandeliers and and and, and wines. Things. But uh, this year, things things have been different all round, haven't they? Yeah, Particularly yeah, yeah. with this I award mean, ceremony. You know, the, this year the the Wine GB Awards ceremony has gone virtual, mm, uh, mm. but then you know what hasn't mm. uh, we've made a video uh with yeah. you hosting well you know i like to support where i can pop up where i can unexpected places <laughs> oh you do indeed <laughs> anyway uh, that's with me oz and rebecca we're all strutting our stuff you uh, are. there are also some bits uh, in there from the the country's top winemakers some lovely stuff mm. and there's even a brief and fond mention actually of a wine dog do you remember isn't there noodles it's such a lovely moment i, I really would it's, it's a it's a really good video <laughs> even though we say it ourselves well worth watching um and there's also some jazzy pretty jazzy shirts there's there are shirts. There. there are shirts. You know, Nothing to do with us. Almost got to put your uh, sunglasses on at some stage, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and on the subject of clothes, you know, I mean, do you think people dressed up to watch the video? Oh, good think, question. You know, it, I don't it, know. It is an award ceremony, you know, a bit of a red carpet event. It's always worth getting. It's always having worth having ceremonies. I just wondered if people, you know, properly dressed up, or was it more of a classic lockdown thing where people wore a smart top half and a not smart bottom half? Or maybe, maybe they just didn't wear clothes at all. Are we back no, to the no clothes at all I know. when you're at home? Yes. The comfort of your home, I seem to remember that from our last is, is episode. comfort of your home is definitely a euphemism, anyway, to my mind. Yeah, I, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> it means in your Move pants, on. on the sofa. <laughs> it's a very personal decision, I think, what you wear when you're watching a virtual ceremony. Uh, but just to add, the video is available now if you want to watch it and wear what you like. Uh, you can find it on the WineGB website, uh, winegb.co.uk. Yeah, so in spirit of moving on, keeping things brief. See what, oh, see what I did there? You can't resist, can you? Brief. <laughs> Brief. I'm going to start asking you questions. Just a word that makes me laugh. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> uh, just going to start asking you questions, all right? But yep. but before we start, we need to do something really, really important. And what's that? Play a slightly redundant sting. I don't know why, but it just kind of reassures me, that little interlude. Oh, does, it, does it trouble you? <laughs> Is it all right? <laughs> it's fine. All right. Okay, right. Well, now that you're comfortable, Susie Barry, MW, Chair of Judges at the Wine GB Awards, um, what was a real highlight, headline, uh, you'd flag up from Ooh. the Trophy Awards this year? Well, you know, I, I think I'd like to start, probably not what you expect exactly, but something something a bit different. Um, it's It's a man rather mm. than a wine, okay. I'd like to, yeah, to highlight nice. to begin with. Um, you may know who I'm going to say here, but it's mm. Peter Hall at Breaky uh, Bottom. Yeah. Um, he won five gold medals uh, and the trophy for the best sparkling non-classic blend. Um, now, just to explain, and Peter's been making wine at Breaky Bottom, which is um, it's the most remote <laughs> and uh, beautiful little little bit of it East Sussex. Amazing, it's incredible, it's isn't it? Uh, down this bumpy old track to get there. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard to get there. So, you know, if you make it, you, you've done well. It's almost um, like when you get there, you feel like yeah. you've entered an alternate reality. I mean, it's, you've it's a different world. you passed through some it's sort of quantum world. barrier yeah. <laughs> into this little bubble of Englishness yeah. in this little it's chalk so hollow yeah. in Sussex at the end of a path. Mm. And it's not, mm. you're right, it's not just that it's special, it's just that he's special. He's special. And he's, he's there with his wife, Christina, yeah. and they've been there since the mid-1970s. So th this um, is interesting. So he's a guy who's a proper pioneer. He's one of the original guys who's yeah. still going. Not many of them are. No, from, no, no. And obviously that was a completely not. different era yeah, of English wine. Yeah, well, it 
talking still, about 50 years it ago. It was sort of Germanic varieties, and he used to yeah. have, you know, um, say, was it Seval, Madeleine, or was it Madeleine? Yeah. No, it was uh, Müller-Turgau yeah, and, yeah. and Reichensteiner and stuff All like that. All those German, Germanic. And he made he's, still he's, wines. He wanted yeah. to make sort of still wines like the Loire, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, but he shifted. He shifted. Uh, he's still a great champion of Seval Blanc, um, which mm. is why his which wine is was why in he the, the non-classic, non-classic yeah. blends, because it had some Seval in it. Uh, he, but he grows a lot of Chardonnay. Which isn't a bad variety, actually. No, no, absolutely. Well, it's certainly not in Peter's hands. He does does a great Uh, job. But he's amazing. I mean, he's, you know, he's just... I mean, how do you describe him? It, mm. It's really, it's well, quite, I, it's quite he hard. He has to been describe described Peter. variously as the Gandalf of English wine, hasn't he? Uh, and and, and, <laughs> and, and, and someone, I think Dermot Segree called him the Johnny Cash of English wine. I mean, he's he's sort of mixed wizard, part rock star, part yeah. you know rangy well, yeah, kind it's, of. It's the way he talks shepherd. as well. You know, you you know, you can be talking about wine, but he goes from art to politics yeah. to yeah. Um, I he, don't know music. He's got his, his little and, French because his mum was French. Is that right? I think, I think it was. He peppers. His conversation is totally peppered with French isms, yeah. and, and he just lapses into. I mean, he he is a polymath. He's he's incredibly wise, um, and also just a brilliant wine. And mm. he's he's had to be hugely patient, hasn't he, over the years? He's had yeah. a series of dis- utter Set disasters. Yeah, I think yeah, would have floored yeah. most of us. Yeah. So so I mean, just to talk about his the way he names his wines as well, which is uh, quite yeah, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. That he he names all. Every wine after somebody, either famous or not famous, but somebody who's had an impact on his life, who he admires, crazy names. So every wine has a different name. So that's, I think that's how he remembers them. Um, but it's how you know which wine you want uh, want to buy. Um, so they are, they're, they're, they're tricky to remember, but, um, but that's his thing. I know. I mean, and I, 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 so now quirky. you say advertising wise, he, I think when we when we visited, he showed us a, there was a lovely thing of a, a series of stickers he'd produced for some sort of fair or something, and, and it was just brilliant. And there were things like, "Is this the best bottom in the world?" You know, <laughs> stuff like that. It's just you know, kiss me oh, quick. Type we stuff. love him. We love him. Anyway, did, so you, did you know just to finish? Just to finish. I mean, uh, you are a big fan of his because on his website, which I was looking at recently, there is a photo of you looking at him rather adoringly. I know there is. I mm. know, but mm. you you can't not look at Peter adoringly. He's no. such a lovely man. He is man. amazing, and I think. It's anyway, nice you started quick with him mention and, and flagged him up because yeah, yeah. he is an amazing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Makes amazing yeah. wines. Well worth discovering. Yeah. Breaky bottom. Breaky bottom. Uh, okay, so... Um- so that was you mentioned him in terms of some of the sparkling trophies that yeah. were won. Was, was there anything else sparkling wise you? Oh, yeah, up I mean on? there are definitely some trophy winners that I, I want to mention, and um, because these are wines that that we need to you know you need to be looking out for because mm. they're made by great producers. So one that people may not have heard is Harrow and Hope. Uh, that's Henry and Kay Lathwaite. Uh, they're making fantastic wines in Buckinghamshire. Part of the the Henry's part of the Lathwaite family. Mm. Uh, they they won the the Blanc de Noir trophy and that is a great wine. Blanc de Noir is not easy to make uh, anywhere in the world I don't think. You know it can have a little bit of a hollow middle but um Honestly, they really have done mm. some good. They but not good only job, Blanc de Noir. Yeah. You know, they, they've got a range of wines. They're all good. Mm. Yeah, okay. Nice. Um, who else? So I, I would definitely mention Hattingley Valley and Chapel Down, but we're sort of going to move on to them for other reasons um, shortly in, in a moment. Mm. Uh, but uh, who else? Oh, so Ashling Park. Ashling Park, yeah. quite new, new to the wine they scene. They hosted the judging. They hosted the judging. So we were at Ashling Park. Portaloos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice Portaloos. Uh, they were, yeah, but I had, as we mentioned in our last Didn't sway episode, your decision in any way. Having no, a, no, having my own yeah. Portaloo with my name on it did not make so me love the wines So memo to any wine more. producers out there, giving Susie a personalised Portaloo will not sway her opinion <laughs> of your wines. But they just so happened to win. <laughs> they did happen to win a couple of awards, um, and they, well, three actually, and they, yeah. they, they really, really want to watch. I mean, it, very mm. new on the, mm. 
mm. New Kid on the Block. Wine's made by Dermot Sugru, who we'll talk about also in a moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, one to watch. Okay. So moving on from, from sparkling, uh, what about the still wine trophies? Obviously an area of interest because it's a new Seriously, frontier for English yeah, wine. Yeah. Um, I, mean, well, yeah. I think, what, I think what really what was most interesting to me was the fact that we had basically four still wine trophies. Mm. Two went to Gusborne, two went to Chapel Down. They're all in Kent. Um, and then obviously Chapel Down, actually then there was obviously somebody who won the best still of the competition and that was Chapel yeah. Down. So well, that I mean, was the I mean, fifth, fifth trophy. Gusborne and Chapel Down are pretty well recognised for their still wines, aren't they? They are, they are. And they... What it is, they've been very kind of ambitious in their approach. Mm. So they've gone for the higher end of the market with their still wines. Um, all of those trophy winning wines were £25, £33, $35 plus, you know, some of them considerably mm. more. Mm. Um, but they're worth it. You know, Gusborne's red Pinot Noir, it, it's consistently the best in the country. Mm. And then if you look at uh, Chapel that, Downs... Yeah, go on. Sorry, sorry, go Well, on. if you look at Chapel Downs' Kits Coty Chardonnay 2017, which won the still wine of the competition, the, mm. the supreme champion... Well, the, the champion still wine, um, that, you know, that, that I would say is as good as, if not better than, you know, many white burgundies at twice the price. Okay, well, that's fighting talk. It is. Because I was going to stop you and say, but you I, know... But I would, I would stick to that. All right, just because Gus Bourne is the best Pinot Noir in this country doesn't necessarily make it worth 25, 30 pounds, whatever it is. I mean... It's a bit more than that, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> These are expensive wines, and you can get expensive. Burgundy at the same price. But you're, what you're saying is actually they're expensive, but they are well worth it. And they're, yeah. they're, they sort of outclass wines that are pricier from the likes of Burgundy. Not, I mean, you can't just say all of them. You know, they, they absolutely outclass all Burgundy, you know. Mm that price no you know there's so much burgundy out yeah, there that is yeah. mm. just stunning mm. um but these hold their own yeah. and sometimes will be better sometimes not as good you know mm. but these are really good wines okay good, good, good. World class. okay and, and you're talking of chardonnay you know in the last episode you said that uh uk chardonnay is sort of still a work in progress and particularly with regard to the oak regime you know what is it that Chapel Down's getting right with their Chardonnay and their oak regime that yeah. other people aren't? Maybe? Um, well, I, I mean, if you listen to Josh, the, the winemaker there, yeah, he who's, talks, who's on the, vid- the award ceremony He's on the award video. ceremony video. Um, he talks about the fact that they use a range of oak ages, so up to seven to eight years old mm. oak. So I think maybe for some people, you know, when you start making an oaked wine, you have to buy a new barrel um, if you can't get your hands on second-hand barrels. And so maybe some people are still struggling with the fact that the oak is is, about, is, is giving too strong an influence on their wine okay. at the moment. Whereas Josh has got to the point yeah. where he's got barrels that are just the perfect age to age or ferment and age his... his maybe also a question of experience in. because oaking, you know, you have to oak according to your fruit and, and that takes a bit of time to get to know. And obviously they've been doing it for quite a long time. We've been buying Kits Coty Chardonnay for... And I mean, you're nearly ten years let's now, say haven't Kits we? Coty, the fruit there. Yeah, so I mean, so, so that's sort that's of the point I'm more, building more towards. Point, How really. important is the vineyard as opposed to the oak? But we're talking about the oak, but the vineyard surely is absolutely crucial. Crucial. And yeah. in this case, we're talking about Kits Coty, which is a vineyard we know pretty well. Yeah. Um, and we obviously well, had Hugh Johnson, Hugh Johnson in, in the last episode about the last talking episode. about uh, Kits Coty, also about sort of the emergence of a new potential new Cote d'Or, which is you know th- those are big words from yeah, someone like yeah, Hugh. Yeah. So we're talking sort of you know um, c- comparable to. 
the best bit of Burgundy. How do you, you know? how important do you think the Kitskoti Vineyard is and the top vineyards of Chardonnay vineyards in the country is in that in that sense? Well, I think I think all of it's important. You know, you you create a great wine from many different things, and mm. the, you know the vineyard matters. The 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 way the vineyard is managed matters. Mm. You know what then happens when the grapes get to the winery, what the winemaker does with them. Mm. You know all of these things matter, and they all go to making a great wine. So in that sense, the vineyard manager Richard Lewis probably deserves a shout out and his team. Um, but I, the Kids Katie Vineyard is amazing. It's, you, when you get there, you have the sense of standing in a, in a premier or a Grand Cru level vineyard and, and looking over to the south and from that lovely r- chalk ridge. And I think that, yeah, it's, it's going to be special. So one to look out for. Um, and also, of course, it makes great sparkling wines as well as still wines, which is which a really, is really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's really going to be interesting, interesting to see where it goes. Okay, so uh, any other names you'd highlight from, from the trophies? From yeah, other trophies? I mean, look, a, couple, a couple more. Um, I would definitely uh, mention Black Chalk. Mm. Uh, they took new newcomer of the year trophy with their, with their classic cuvee 2016 black chalk is a great project it's uh, it's here in hampshire uh, which we're very happy about mm-hmm. uh, headed up by jacob ledley who was formerly of hattingley valley uh, jacob's doing great things he you know he's just built a new winery he's got loads of exciting ideas very collaborative and uh, so black chalk Definitely a name to watch. Okay. And he's quite big on Pinot Meunier, isn't he? he? Is, so, yeah, which is he a really is. interesting proposition in the English wine It, it is. Sparkling. I mean, you know, in, in, champ- in Champagne, it's not considered, you know, it's considered the, the lesser of the three varieties. Mm. But I think in England, it just, it's got a, a different quality. Uh, it has great perfume, lovely acidity, and it could be a real, real star here, I think. And actually, interestingly enough, in that wine that Jacob won his award with, uh, the the uh, there's a larger percent of Pinot Meunier than Pinot Noir. So mm. there's Chardonnay, mm. but mm. then a larger percent of Pinot Meunier than Noir. You have some lovely aromatics from it, don't you, as yeah. well as the structure. Yeah, yeah. Also makes some interesting stills, doesn't it, as we've seen from... Well, uh, absolutely. Sheath, I think, isn't yeah, it? And, and yeah. as a red, and also, was it Tom Simpson's doing the the, the, the white, yes. white one? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so, you, I, one to look out for Pinot Meunier it variety in the UK. All right, so um, fine. Uh, winery of the year. Went oh, yes. to a big award that one went yeah. to Whiston Estate where Dermot Sugru is the head Dermot winemaker. Just talked um, about yeah. You know, Dermot is is a genius as far as we're concerned. Yeah, he's mad. You think he's mad? <laughs> mad Irishman. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, but I wouldn't he is, go he's that far. I think no. he's inspired. Sorry, Dermot. If you're is, listening, I don't mean it like that. The... <laughs> uh, but you're, you're just, he's, he's, he is very, he's a very accomplished winemaker. Um, and in, yeah, in the awards ceremony, one thing that I noticed, um, the MD of WineGB, Peter Gladwin, mm. he talks about the audacity of wines being made here in the UK. It's got a good way with uh, words, Peter, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I wish I'd thought of it myself because it's a brilliant word. And it really, for me, sums up the character and the ambition of mm. our best wines and winemakers. Mm. And and it's certainly a word that I would use fondly to, to describe Dermot and his wines. All right. And in what way? Well, you know, oh, he, he loves to use a bit of oak in his wines. He loves mm-hmm. Chardonnay, but then, funnily enough, one of the best wines we've ever tasted of his was a Blonde de Noir. That's true. No yeah, Chardonnay yeah, yeah. at all. Mm. Uh, he's not afraid of a bit of an oxidative feel in his wines. He he pushes the boundaries. You know, his his wines are always they're thrilling. You know, mm. and they've mm. got this mm. streak of acidity that you know just cuts through the spine. Yeah, they can be pretty um, invigorating, can't they? They are, they are. Which but can be too much for some people. It can, but, you know, that's where wine gets exciting in mm. my world. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I tasted the final lineup of Whiston's trophy-winning wines when we were choosing the winery mm. of the year, mm. you know, it was just the most diverse. It was edgy. It was exciting. You know, it it, it, it did bring a tear to my eyes. Mm. Okay. Well, as long as it's, uh, just as long as it wasn't something I said. 
you know, for, for once. <laughs> for uh, once, yeah. You should have probably had that Dermot won the, was it the... He won Boutique Producer as well. Boutique Producer, that's right, for his Sugru that's, South Downs, so which is his, his own, own project. label. And, he and makes that, it at Wisdom, but it's his own project. And it was The Trouble with Dreams. The Trouble the, with Dreams is the, the wine. wine Again, a fabulous wine. It's amazing. Absolutely yeah, fantastic, yeah. 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 Mm, so he mm. does make wine for other people at Wiston, uh, but he does his own, own project as yeah. well. And and actually, the, the uh, he has a, a couple of small local vineyards to him, um, one of which he planted at Storrington Priory for for a, an order of Norbertine monks. Uh, so that's in, in Sussex. Um, which, which in but, itself is fascinating. I want to learn more. It's so dumb. I learn, but that's, that, so that Love fruit it. goes into his... Um, yeah, into the Trouble South with Dreams. Dreams. Yeah, yeah, okay. So what about the, the biggest gong of them all, the Supreme Champion Yeah, well, trophy. yeah, here we go. So this went to Hattingley Valley King's Cuvée, the mm-hmm. 2014 vintage. Uh, it's a stunning wine. It really mm, is. You mm. know, we've followed it for a few years now. It's barrel fermented. It's a blend of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Pinot Meunier. And it just shows for me how great English wine can be. Mm. You know, Emma and her team, Emma Rice and her team at Hatley are doing a great job. It it was a very worthy winner. Um, you know, not that there weren't other incredible wines in this competition, but, you know, this, this year... That wine was was the wine that that uh, deserved to be supreme champion. It's not cheap. It's about eighty five pounds a bottle. But do you know what? Pounds. It's well. Think of champagne. You know, great champagne. I do, regularly. or even good champagne. I also think of that. my of my wallet. Um, and <laughs> think of the enjoyment. Forget your wallet. Well, I think that's a, that is a very interesting discussion. It's another discussion to have. But you know, I mean, uh, you know, you've never been a cheap date, to be honest, have you? So um, well, you knew that when you married you know. me. <laughs> but, you know. Okay, so we're, we're dealing in lots of names, lots of big names, lots of fancy wines. Anything else you'd like to add um, in terms of the competition, the trophies? No, no, I just think, no? you know, congratulations. Congratulations to all the winners, you know, to all wine growers in the UK, quite frankly. Um, you know, they just, we just need you to keep up the good work. You know, for us as wine drinkers, I would say don't be afraid to take a punt on English and Welsh wine if you haven't already. Uh, mm. It's, it's you know, it's not going to be the cheapest, but... It can be amazing, um, and I'd actually go and visit a visit vineyard if you're if you're near a winery, if you live near one, or you're going on holiday and you're near one. Then you know, get involved, go mm. and see them. That's great. I think it's it's worth mentioning also for our for our listeners abroad um, that the exports are growing. English English and Welsh wine exports are growing really really fast, haven't we? And and you can look out for the wines in your, in your local Absolutely, market. Absolutely, really. More and more. In fact, we, we've just had actually um, some mm. brand new statistics through from Wine GB, oh, and yeah. they show that exports have pretty much doubled in a year. Mm, so. You know, you you could say that they they've gone from I think it's two hundred and fifty six thousand in twenty eighteen to five hundred and fifty thousand bottles in twenty nineteen. So that's about ten percent of our production is mm. going abroad. And the biggest export destinations are Norway, the USA, Canada, Australia, Sweden, Japan, China, and Denmark. Norway, huh? What yeah. are they doing with all our English wine in Well, they're, they're enjoying Intrigued. it. Yeah, okay. They're very, very, they, they were very wise, stat- <laughs> these Norwegians. <laughs> they were good stats, weren't they? they? They got sent through. And I think it was, it was about, we now got about three and a half thousand hectares planted, uh, which I think is about eight, eight thousand, eight and a half thousand acres, more or less. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You know, I think it's, it's something like quadrupled since 2000. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. talk about the fast pace of evolution in English and Welsh wine. Well, yeah. you know, you can see it in the figures. It's, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, we talked about Pinot Meunier, but Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, you know, the classic champagne varieties are, I think, two thirds of plantings yeah, I mean, just they're, they're, by themselves. They make up most of the They are the, the big dogs, yeah, aren't they? Big, big chunk um, of the plantings. Obviously, most of which goes for sparkling, but also we've got some of those brilliant stills. An average production over the last five years 
five years, it's about seven and a half million bottles, 7.7 million bottles, with about 70% of that is sparkling and 30% still. You're trying to outstat me here. I am. How am I, how am I doing? <laughs> enough, enough. I'll keep going. I will <laughs> you bludgeon you. You do love a good stat. It's a stat. <laughs> oh, it's um, a boy but, thing, but I think. Thanks, Wine GB. You know? um, but, it's, but it's actually, do you know, another thing we should mention, it's also really good to see Wine GB developing a sustainability scheme, um, a, sort of an accreditation mm. thing. Um, and they've got 30 people or producers already signed up to that. Yeah, it's good. It'd be nice to see more, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, sustainable you know, future. Sustainable future, especially if we're drinking as much English and Welsh wine as we do. <laughs> right, so we should probably, to sustain us. probably wrap up there, I think. Uh, and of course, uh, we need to let everyone know about the wine giveaway, don't we? We do. Details Quite made right. Everyone hang so exciting. On. So, to enter the competition, you just need to subscri- subscribe. I can't say. You do whatever you subscribe to subscribe our podcast nice. if you haven't already, and then visit our website and you go to the show notes for this episode and all you need to do is to email us with your details. You do need to be over 18 for this competition and as we said you need to be a UK resident with a mainland UK address to enter. Entry deadline is Friday the the 18th of September and we'll 18th September and we'll announce the winners uh, just after that yeah so thank you to WineGB and the wine producers uh, for making this competition possible Uh, please do enter because there are some seriously good wines in there Um, and do give us a shout out on Instagram or Twitter Uh, I'm Wine School she's Susie Barry Insta with Susie and Peter it's never going to hurt do check out the WineGB 2020 awards ceremony video on WineGB's website as well I think it's winegb.co.uk isn't it yeah um, and we've also got another podcast coming soon on the new wave of English and Welsh wines, haven't we? We have indeed. But for now, we want to say thank you. We usually end, don't we, with a plea mm. for ratings and reviews. So we thought it was high time we said thank you mm. for all the amazing ratings and reviews mm. that you, our lovely listeners, have been kindly giving us. Yep, probably, thanks, guys. probably just in a vain attempt to stop <laughs> us asking and, and to shut us up, but uh, but we appreciate it. So it may there you work go. One day. <laughs> so thank you. And thanks, of course, for listening too to this episode, which is the most important thing. So until next time, cheers. <laughs>